live from the ESPN 690 and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh, I wouldn't say weird. Is you know awkward? Maybe the first practice, but it's uh, one in ninety trying to make the team, and, and uh, uh, he has improved. It's all new for him. But Tyler Bowen is doing a good job with our our tight ends as a whole. With Shaughnessy and, and Ellison in particular, are if you watch a video last year and watching practice now, it's night and day. Those guys have really improved, and uh, that position's uh, trending upward. They're doing a nice job. That is Urban Meyer on Tim Tebow. Clues, if you have the next soundbite from Meyer, I might throw to that here in this segment, Football at Five, is we're going to talk a little bit about his role and what Urban Meyer said to, about that role. Meanwhile, Brett Martin Austin Lane back here at University of North Florida, A-Sun Baseball Championships, and things unraveling a bit right now for UNF as the Owls from Kennesaw State have put up four here in the sixth inning. Just scored on a pass ball wild pitch. Uh, had a uh, hit by pitch with the bases loaded. A couple big hits as well. And uh, the Ospreys are struggling here with two outs. Now trail 4-3. to three. They entered the inning with a 3 to nothing lead. This is their first game of the A-Sun uh, Final Four Baseball Championship. JU won earlier over Liberty. So the winner of this one will get JU tomorrow afternoon in the winner's brackets, a double elimination uh, tournament. Still plenty of time here, too. It's the uh, top of the sixth, and they play nine. So uh, several more outs to get. I don't think this one's ending 4-3 the way it's uh, shaping up, but we'll figure out if it does. The thing that caught your attention today was a question asked to Urban Meyer about Tim Tebow and if he's decided or what kind of role would he have Tebow in? Yes. Potentially. Uh, and Urban Meyer really didn't give an answer in terms of, well, here's, he's just a tight end. Or didn't give an answer of, yeah, we might consider using him. He gave but, a very, very yeah. generic answer that did not diffuse any of those thoughts. Instead, it was like, well, we really haven't talked about that part of it yet. Uh, we'll get to that eventually. But uh, right now he's in the tight end room. I'm paraphrasing. No, for sure. But I also feel like we're... If you say that we don't know, we haven't talked about it yet, that indicates to me that then you do plan on having him some in some kind of other capacity but set aside from the tight end position. I feel like if you're Urban Meyer and someone asks, hey, what, is, what role did the effort Tim Tebow, and you say just tight end, okay, we get it then. He's just a tight end. Um, he'll focus on that. Sounds great. But the fact that you got to think about it, the fact that you got to say, we'll see where it goes, that leads me to believe there's other plans in place or at least he's thought about other plans in place for Tim Tebow. And once again, you know how I feel about it. If it's going to be that gadget quarterback type of guy, I don't got to repeat myself too many more times. You know how I feel about it. Yeah, uh, here's what uh, Urban Meyer said when asked about the role of Tim Tebow. Here's his quote. I think it's uh, one step at a time and uh, see what happens. You know, I think uh, before you start having those conversations, you got to feel where he's at in the depth chart, et cetera. So... Obviously, it's only been a couple of days, so um, we have not had uh, that conversation as an offense yet, offensive staff. So there it is. Again, I mean, not a, an alarming soundbite, mm-hmm. but not 
Hey, man, we're going to keep him as a, it's a good question, but we're going to keep him as tight end. He's yes. working as a tight end. He's a tight end in the NFL. Yep. That's kind of what you were wondering about. That's kind of what you were looking for. That's what I was watching for. Right. I was watching for the response, and we, we got a response, and um, take that for how you want. I take it as there's other plans in play for Tim Tebow, but maybe I'm reading too far into it. Well, I don't think you are, though. I, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, now, if I was Urban Meyer was sitting here and we're having this conversation, I think if I was Urban Meyer, I'd be like, well, listen, of course you can envision in a bunch of different roles, but we're also not we're going to keep everybody else guessing about how we're going to use him too if he does even make the team. Yeah, you know, so there could be a little bit of that uh, going on, but I'm kind of with you. I, I think that was an opportunity to say, listen, he came. He's trying to make a little bit of a comeback, make the transition. We'll see if he can do it, but he's doing it as a tight end. Yeah, you know. You know, tight ends do play special teams. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have, they block, they catch. Yeah. If he said it a little bit more like, hey, he's a tight end, he just did not dismiss the idea of what else we could use him in. And, again, could that be a little bit of, hey, if he does make the team, we'll keep everybody guessing? Or what I anticipate anyway from the signing is he's not going to be just used as a tight end. But I also don't know if he's going to be used as much in the role of Taysom Hill as we envision the role of Taysom Hill. I think there could be some in-between nature of that. What that is exactly, I don't know. Uh, But that's what we're all watching. Here's the thing. We won't see that, right? We won't. I don't think we'll see that in a Jags minicamp. I don't think we'll even see that. Uh, I guess we could see a little bit of that in training camp, depending on how much we're, we're open to see. I feel like that's something we wouldn't see if only if he maybe makes the team and and as well, a regular season game. You're not even going to showcase that in a preseason game, would you? I I'm not sure if you showcase it in a preseason game. You definitely work on it during the you know during training camp. We may not get to see it, but at the same time, if Tim Tebow does make the team, like I've been so adamant about. It is going to be because they envision some other kind of gadget things. So if Tim Tebow is on that final roster, that 53-man roster, one would know that, okay. So obviously we may not have seen it. We didn't see it in the preseason games, but we know that they have been experimenting with him running gadgets and things like that, maybe at the quarterback position. Again, from OTAs today, if you missed it earlier in the show, Tim Tebow, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, wow, Tebow looked good, Austin. (laughs) That's not the case. Yeah. Tebow, uh, when passes were thrown his way, he caught him. You know, he ran drills like the other 89 guys out there when they were running drills and the other handful of guys when it was in that position. To me, he didn't do anything that was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't do anything that was like, oof. Sure. And that's okay. But yeah. but that's the way it is. Like, if, if, you're, if you're waiting on something like from Tim Tebow today, I was like, holy cow. You know, yeah. it just didn't happen. Uh, I thought actually the most noticeable thing to me being out there again I said this to somebody I said what if I told you is that how like they start the 30 for 30 yeah yeah for sure what if I told you so what if I told you yep two and a half years ago okay. when we start this show mm-hmm. January of 2019 that would have been that Austin someday here in Jacksonville Urban Myers going to be the head coach of football team mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence national championship quarterback is going to be the Quarterback of the football team. Mm-hmm. Gardner Minshew is going to be a backup quarterback on this football team. And Tim Tebow is going to be playing tight end on this yeah. football team. Like, it hit me one more time today. I know we said it a lot. We've talked about it a lot. But it hit me one more time. It's like, can you imagine if somebody predicted Heads up. Predicted that happening? <laughs> and and uh, you got nervous there. You well, nervous. yeah, man, because that literally, yeah. Was it See, close? Yes. 
<laughs> Where'd it go? Shout out to number 23 for telling me heads up because I didn't see that ball coming. Uh, it's it bounced off like the 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 kind of the fence part. Oh, okay. So it didn't even it didn't even clear the fence. No, it went past the fence. Oh, literally, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh right yeah, here. man. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, get my glove on. But it hit me out there again today. I was like, wow, that would it, nobody would believe you. Yeah. Nobody would believe you if you said that. And uh, well. It happened out there today on the on the field. Shotgun was out there watching. I was like, I kind of had this vision of Shotgun just kind of rolling that mustache a little bit. <laughs> I was like, well, got people talking about Jacksonville. No, <laughs> for sure. You know, you're 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 in the conversation. You're in the dialogue. Um, but 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 you know what it is, right? It's um, it's the Urban Trevor Show. Well, no, that too. But I, I don't want to call it a facade or anything like that. It's fun to talk about right now. It'll be fun to talk about through the preseason, even through some of the games. But once week one comes, you know what's up. If, if you're not winning, if you're not putting out a, a winning brand of football, none of that's going to matter. Yeah. Uh, the other guy uh, that stood out to me today, because I actually thought he performed nicely, mm-hmm. was Gardner Minshew. And yeah. that's a guy, to me, that I just didn't expect him to be here right now. It, that hit me today, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think Gardner Minshew would still be taking snaps for the Jags. In late May. No. And, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and now I just start to wonder if he – maybe I'm wrong that he won't be taking snaps in late August. Now, did Shad Khan or Shad Khan's people get to you, maybe give you a little something underneath the table and said, hey, talk up Gardner Minshew because other teams are watching him right now, say he had a really good training camp – or say he had a really good OTA, so maybe that increases the trade value a little bit. Well, people do listen to me, and I know I have a lot of influence and impact, so – You better believe uh, it. Certainly could be the case, but, you know, and like, maybe it's just trying to get you a press pass and maybe a little better food or something. I, I hope so, man. But no, this is like I expect this going forward. We know C.J. Beathard is going to be the backup quarterback. You don't pay a guy that much money to have him be third string and not even make the team. Like that's just not good economics. It's not good business. But I do think that you do showcase Gardner Minshew. You do give him as many opportunities as possible to shine because that way other teams take a really good look at him and they're like, all right, we can't pass this guy up. Let's trade for him. Yeah, and where does he go is still a question mark. Dave Caldwell, by the way, hired as a personnel executive by the Philadelphia Eagles today. Yeah. Could the Eagles need any help? Gardner Minshew, Caldwell. Caldwell was an advocate for Gardner. What's the backup looking like? I have no idea what the roster is looking I'm like. Here. Get, Let me... uh, Jalen Hurts starting the way. I think we've done this before in Philly. I don't think it's that much. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, again, I was. I'm just going to tell you. I, they don't have to tell. They didn't tell me to say this. I think Gar- Gardner Minshew looked pretty good today. Like I, I thought he was zipping the ball around. He looked, oh, so they got the they, they got Joe Flacco as their backup right now. Oh, Flacco they signed. Yeah. Who would you rather have, Flacco or Minshew? Come on. I mean, Flacco has looked pretty bad the, the past couple of yeah. years, but as a backup though, with experience, yeah, I guess with to Jalen help Hurts, out, to yeah. help out Jalen Hurts, I'd, with all due respect to Gardner Minshew, I might have Flacco just from the experience factor. I think how hard is this right now for for Minshew? Do you think he is such a you know uh, it's overused? I know competitor, and I know Urban Meyer says like competitor maniac like a lot, but mm-hmm. you really do like he is. Uh, again, I feel like. We're doing the background stories on, on Minshew, seeing him compete his butt off the chip on his shoulder. This cannot sit well. This is tough. He's got to kind of swallow some pride here. He knows he's not going to be the guy, and he knows he also might be stuck for a little bit. Like, yeah. that's a bad spot to be in. I don't care what business you're in. 
when you can't see a light at the end of the tunnel of, hey, I can contribute, or, hey, at least I'm going to get out of here after this, and I might have a chance to contribute somewhere else, then that's a tough spot to be in. Again, if you're working the TV business, if you're working in the car business, if you're working in the NFL, I think that's a tough mental spot to be in. And yeah. I think that's a spot Minshew kind of finds himself in. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, he, he's definitely a guy that I think is passionate about the game of football. He loves to play the game of football, and he definitely is in a rough spot right now. But at the same time, and I'm not sure how the guy operates, I'm not sure what the mindset is, but I assume that he's using it as motivation right now. He's using it and saying, okay, you, you don't want to believe me? That's fine. You, you weren't here when I was here? That's fine. But I'm going to make it so hard for you to deny me that hopefully it pays off and he gets traded. Like, I, th- I think that's where his mindset is right now, and that's where it should be at right now. Like, you, you know Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy. Um, that's just the way it is. That's, that's the way the game goes. But if you're Gardner Minshew and you show up every single day on film and, and you make the coaches talk about you and you make the coaches go, good, good job, Gardner, when we're breaking down the film in the quarterback room and all of that stuff, just make yourself so you're undeniable. And then when you're undeniable, you'll have a home someplace else. It's probably not going to be in Jacksonville, and that's probably for the best for Gardner Minshew. I'm sure that's what he wants right now as well. Minshew to Tebow for a touchdown happened today. I think they should have kept that football out of practice and put it on eBay. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Why not, man? Why not? Maybe. Was it was it was it like a was it like a team period? Like what kind of period was it? It was a red zone period. Okay, but, but it was I think it, it was, it was against the defense though? I don't know if I, I don't know if it was a red zone period. I don't but, even uh, know if I'm allowed to say if it's a red zone period, if it was the red okay, zone. Okay, what were, were, yes, were, were there defenders? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't against there. Okay. Yeah. Who, who, was, who was the linebacker on today? I don't I'm going to know that right All now. All I saw was Minshew. I'm, I'm going to need to know that right now. The hands of Tebow. I'm going to know who the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need the name after the show, who that <laughs> linebacker was. <laughs> yes, I could probably Please. give you more description after the I'm show. definitely going to need that name. <laughs> you got to be very careful what you're allowed to say and can't say. Oh, for uh, sure. That's, for why sure. I, that's why I didn't go today. <laughs> that's where you can't contain yourself. Exactly. Uh, hey, let's bring in uh, Rick Riles right now for a Sportsman Fishing Report. Maybe he would put a bid in on that football from practice today. Hope you're doing well, man. Hope the water's been kind. Yeah, I tell you what, it was a pretty good day weather-wise today, Brent, except for the current. I talked with Kevin Robert Johnson with the Jody Lynn, and he said there was a lot of tide today, a whole lot of current. That made things kind of tough on the guys offshore. There were a lot of mahi caught, but there were an awful lot of boats fishing, so it really kind of spread the catch out quite a bit. Nobody had a spectacular day. Back inshore, David Boris had a fine day. He had four trout in the slot. He had some keeper reds and some keeper flounder. <clears throat> Excuse me. So fishing inshore seems to be a little bit easier than it is offshore. I don't see anything real bad weather-wise until we get later on into the week. I think our ocean is going to be calm, so there's going to be a lot of boats out of the Gulf Stream. Just be prepared to deal with it, and you'll be able to get your share of mahi before the day's over. And one thing you can count on, we're going to be back tomorrow with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. That is Rick Riles with the Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Thanks, man. Have a good night. Thank you, Brent. All right. Uh, listen to Rick each and every day, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And, of course, on Saturday morning, 7 a.m. until 9 a.m. on ESPN 690. Home and Patio Show coming up this weekend at the Prime Osborne Center. Uh, so you can check that out. Make sure you go say hello to our friends from CGC Water. Uh, great people. Great product. Uh, been a big part of... Uh, our home now for the last uh, handful of years and uh, say hello to cgc water out there at the home and patio show i know it's a big uh, big event 
here this weekend. Uh, go check it out. Have some fun. But make sure you tell them Brent sent you over to CGC Water to say hello um, at their booth and their, their setup at the uh, Prime Osborne Center. Here's in uh, at UNF. It's 4-3. to three. The Kennesaw State Owls scored four in the top of the six. But we got a tie game now, just as I said it. How about Kate Westbrook? Delivers a double and an RBI double, and we're all tied up 6-6. Six to six. Get to do a little play-by-play right there. I like it, man. I like it. I probably wasn't great. I wasn't prepared for it. It just kind of stunned me out of the blue. No, but it's a nice hit. Big-time hit. Ice water in his veins. Two outs. Delivers. How nervous are you about foul balls right now? Uh, well, not too much if I'm not if I'm looking at the right direction. Right now, I know. But, uh, I've yeah, kinda, like, I, mean, I kind of lapsed there, too. I was like, hey, you we're kind of back and forth the way we're looking at the, the, the game and yeah. kind of just chatting here. Yeah. That's what we do. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, I haven't looked up and see if that foul ball's coming in a while. And then you just kind of freaked me out. I, I might have got whiplash kind of well, trying to block myself from that one. To, to be fair, that, that ball was essentially... I don't know, maybe 10 feet away from hitting us. So, yeah. Isaiah Byers delivers. He looks like uh, that's going to be another double deep to the left center field gap. And now the Ospreys take the lead 5-4. to four. Big answer with two in the bottom of the sixth inning. Remember now, they play nine innings, so plenty of baseball yeah. left. I feel a little bad, though, man. Like, obviously, I'm going for UNF here, but I was talking to the pitcher when, uh, you know, uh, like between the innings, uh, he was talking oh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. He's he was been, wondering. Cool. We're, yeah. We are right down, by the way. Kennesaw yeah. State's bullpen is right here. Yeah. Like, like we could heckle him if we wanted we to. We could, yeah, but he's being nice, man. He's wondering what sport I played. I know, he did ask to, you. We like, talking a little bit. So, so. what do you, like, you just assumed you were six six, had a beard, no. a couple of tattoos, <laughs> so, and so, so you, you played a sport? Yeah, exactly. He's like, dude, I got to ask you. I didn't you, get asked did you, that question. Well, you know what, man, and, and to each their own, Brent, obviously, if you had some dreadlocks and a beard maybe, <laughs> and some tattoos, people started asking you a little more, or maybe some height as well. Did but, you look at my calves? I mean, the, the, the calves do say athlete. The calves <laughs> definitely say athlete. I mean, nothing on me, Phil. I mean, I don't have calves at all, but, yeah. Yeah, and by the way, tell Phil Mickelson to calm down. Hey, Phil Mickelson today shoots three over par. Tell him to calm and he down. says, but I did win the PGA Championship. You know what, <laughs> Brent? Like, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to come on board with golf, but the the, the, the corniness that is coming There's from, plenty from of these it. athletes. Oh, come on. You've got, like, stage stuff in your sport. What are you about talking about? Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm not a fan of it, but the, there's a lot of other options. That is true. No. You do dismiss it. Yeah, I did dismiss it, and I'm still, you know, I mean, there's still a lot of guys out there, Conor McGregor and whatnot. Like, it's all good, but I I, I don't need to hear Phil Mickelson run his mouth about I'm still the Okay, we so, got it. And so he's the, wearing his shades when he's doing the interview. He's wearing his he, shades. He, was, he doesn't take the shades off, man. I mean, it, it could be like, I think he wears them in the dark. I told you he's like he Eric might. Church. <laughs> uh, the, so, so the pitcher, I, I did see you guys talking in the last break. He yeah. asked you, was he just asking you if you played for the Jags? Or yeah, what? yeah, he asked me what, what sport I played, and then we got to talking about fighting a little bit, um, you know, like my career with that. And yeah, just kind of going back and forth, trading stories. I asked him about his pitching and stuff. So. Do you think you distracted him, though? I mean, he was going into the game there a couple minutes later. Here's now the thing, feel bad. He, I mean, do you he think was you, a reliever. Is, is he, is, he's not the starter. No, he's a reliever. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably distracted him a little bit. Yeah. So you enough cut the check. I mean, yeah, he just gave up two you runs. Enough, cut I have the to talk into you. I don't yeah. want to say it too loud, but. Well, hey, I'm not worried. What, what are they going to do, Brent? You're doing it. It happens. You, you ever see baseball fights? <laughs> a lot of tackling, a lot of jersey falling. Okay? Now, if we're at the Iceman Arena, might be a little more hesitant. Better fight, Brooks Kepka. Bryson DeChambeau or a baseball brawl? Oh, baseball brawl all day because it's actually real. <laughs> it's actually real. And it's at least you real. get 40 guys flooding out of a dugout. <laughs> you get the anticipation that it might be. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, Even though it often disappoints. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We're live from UNF. UNF takes the lead 5-4 here in the A-Sun Final Four. Austin Lane. And I'm going to regurgitate it to you. I'm like a mother bird right now, and I'm spewing it in your mouth. Brent Martineau. You got doves flying and mother birds I'm, all week. I'm, I mean. I'm trying to baby bird you right now, man. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this is why I tease stuff and don't get to it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Three practices in. He looks great. He's running around well, picking it up quick, I think, mentally. Um, he's, in a, he's in a great spot being a quarterback and playing in the NFL for a number of years. He kind of gets the NFL offense, pro-style offense systems. He kind of picks them up easily. So he's, he's coming along great. And I think just um, everyone's excited to have him in the locker room, seeing what he's been able to do, the ultimate competitor he is, and just his character. Um, that's just a guy you want on your team for one and the guy you want to be around. Trevor Lawrence on Tim Tebow. Two big stories. Of this Thursday, OTAs, it's Trevor Lawrence and Tim Tebow. <laughs> There's more to it, but uh, I also think the 90 guys out there, that's a big deal. I think especially internally, I think Urban Meyer watching this coaching staff, I think the different tempo and pace and, and style of the practice is fascinating and, and interesting. Probably not to you, the listener, so <laughs> don't dive too much into it. Uh, there's a lot going on, you know, in the NFL, you know, you get you get most vaccination, the vaccination rate is really high in the NFL amongst teams. The idea that camps are going to be open, preseason games full capacity, the NFL season is going to go, and it's going to be like normal. Yeah. And so there's a lot happening. Schedule came out uh, yesterday as well. So, And I think, uh, by the way, I think we're going to get, I think we're done with it. I think there's more to come from the NFL. Um, I still think uh, got, we got our eyes set on, what else is happening here in Jacksonville with the Jags? What else is going on downtown? Remember that the practice facility that we talked so much about over the last four or five months? You know, how how close is that? When will that happen? More of the Urban Meyer impact uh, that could happen in Jacksonville. Makes me emotional right. again. Yeah, you're all right. Watch out for that granola bar that gets stuck in your throat. <laughs> yeah, the old granola bar. <laughs> Nice play out in center field, yeah. by the way. I uh, would do real play-by-play, play, but I don't know that young man's name. But I've seen him make two diving catches in right center field. Yeah. We are at the University of North Florida. Osprey's uh, with a nice top of the seventh inning. For the last uh, segment of the show, we should just do like a play-by-play, play, me and you. You want to just do it? Yeah. Yeah, for the last segment. I mean, I wouldn't do it right now. We could. But I said we do it for the last. Just try it out a little bit. Maybe send some tape out there. Yeah, like, this could be our resume. Let, let ESPN Plus get a hold of that, and uh, maybe it'll be the next Tim Kirchner. Hopefully that... Uh, Granola bar has been digested well, by then because right now my thing. eyes are watering. Yeah, uh, I almost want to get hit by in the head right now by a foul ball. <laughs> Knock some sense into you. I'm gonna be honest. If we're putting out the resume tape, I'm gonna need you <laughs> to get together a little bit because we can't have the coffee. We can't. Have We've got to be on our A game here. Woof. A lot going on here. Yep. I feel like right now I have like sunscreen stuck in stuck in my eye. Okay. And I don't even have sunscreen on. Yeah. You know that burning sensation you get. From sunscreen? Yeah, like when you get it in your eyes, you I don't, don't wear sunscreen. I don't, I don't rock a lot of sunscreen. Coos knows. He's always at the beach with his shirt off. Bare <laughs> skin Coos. You post one time to Instagram. <laughs> you yep. made your own bed there, pal. Can't live it down. All right. One photo. One photo with your shirt off. All right. Coos, was there another one where you're sitting like on the pier or something that I see? Oh, recently from Cancun. I guess Flex. that's technically one, but it was more Flex. like the Flex. the beach. Flex. Eh? 
Flux? It was like it was like the photo uh, percentage was like eighty five percent beach and scenery, and and the rest was was me sitting on a rock. And one hundred percent no shirt on. Well, yeah, Dude, you can't wear your not, shirt into the ocean. Hey, I'm not hating on it, man. I do it all the time, so I'm just giving you. <laughs> I thought like I was thinking most recently. I, I said uh, I want to make a bet of some kind, mm-hmm. where if I lose, I got to do like the whole show with my shirt off. Okay. I feel like that's got to be a the, good bet. Well, yeah, I, I mean, but it's almost like you want it because, like, the way your bets have been going the past couple of years, it hasn't been a good. I bet. don't want to do a show with my shirt. You, off. Okay, well, you, you've lost two the houses. Guts getting a little <laughs> hefty right now, actually. So I, I just don't want to do it. You lost two houses. You went one and seven last year in our in our annual bets, our wagers, if you will. You're not doing so good on the best. Well, that's right the reason now. he's talking about the shirts. The only thing he's got left to gamble with. That's a jail. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. That and two thumbs. I will give you the shirt off my back. That and two thumbs right now. <laughs> if I lose this bet, double or nothing. <laughs> uh, and still trying to figure out the whole Phil Mickelson 36-hour uh, fast. Can you figure out the shades first? Because th- that's where the real money's at. The shades. I know. You, you wouldn't believe how people. I reached out to him on Twitter yesterday. He hasn't been back, but he's busy shooting three over. Who cares? He won the PGA Championship. Yeah, just ask him. He'll tell you about it. Brett Martin, Austin Lane. A quick uh, thought: you, How much did you watch the NBA playoffs? I like that Hawks Knicks series. Yeah, that was a, a kind of. I was like, oh my gosh, Hawks are going to win this thing. And yeah. I was like, Brent, you know how the NBA works, you moron. Yeah, yeah, but a fifteen point lead gone in thirty eight no, seconds. No, for sure. But at the same time, <laughs> I feel like the the seventy sixers got this one already wrapped up, much to my chagrin. But Kuz, you can feel free to uh, jump in on this one. But I feel like Philly's you, playing some pretty good basketball right now. You would be correct. Yeah, there you go. So now we're taking Philly or the field? No, <laughs> hey, calm down, because you know I'm still no. holding out hope uh, for the Bucks Here's uh, sixers matchup. The, the reason Sixers fans are so excited is because their path seems easier than any other team that would have to do it. Oh, like, without a doubt. The That's Bucks, why that one seed or, was so big. Right. The Bucks are, if they get past the Heat, would then when? have to play the Nets. When? <laughs> if. Um, when? Same, same would go for the, you know, the, the Heat. They would have to play the Nets. And then they would play the 76ers, which is a that's you know that's a gauntlet to have to go through. Where the so, 70, the yeah, 76ers the 76ers have to play either Atlanta or New York, who great teams, but in terms of where they are talent wise, so far the 76ers should still beat them. No, I mean yeah, Kuz, you're absolutely right. Like the you know if you're the Bucks right now and hope. When you beat Miami and you see Brooklyn more than likely waiting for you, yeah, that's that's going to be a series. That's going to be a rough one. And I think if you if you're uh, Philly right now, and once again New York's playing better, and Atlanta, you know that they're what they are. But I feel like if I'm Philadelphia, I'm pretty well, confident with where I'm sitting at number one and, in that and, tournament. And bracket. to that, I think if you're if you're Philly, you try to get past the uh, Wizards as pos- uh, as quick as possible, and then if it's Knicks or Atlanta, both you try to get past as quick as possible so that you have rest time because you would imagine Bucks and uh, Nets or Heat Nets is gonna gonna go yeah, a few games for sure. All right, so what do we got tonight? I I just tweeted this by the way, and this is real. At our house, we watch. Especially this time of year, we'll watch SEC baseball tournament. We'll watch the ACC baseball tournament. We'll watch mm-hmm. softball. We'll watch. Uh, Ty likes to watch a Rays. Yeah. So whatever, like baseball game time, we'll flip on. You know, I'll flip. I told you guys the other day, like I was flipping on for that play-in game. Couldn't wait to watch like the the Curry Lebron, and that was entertaining. But last night I'm sitting there and I was uh, in between TV shows, popped home, grabbed a little something to eat. Ties flipping back and forth, and we are literally flipping back and forth between a couple of hockey games mm-hmm. 
in NBA games. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is happening in my house right now? Man. Like, that is a scene that doesn't get set. It just doesn't happen very well, Like, how many times do you Brent? do that in the course of a regular season? The answer is probably zero. That do what? What are you asking? Flipping between NHL and NBA games. Uh, I know you're a Red Wings fan. Yeah, depending who you don't want to watch them this year. They suck. No, it was absolutely horrible. One of the worst teams in the league, hands down. Definitely, definitely re-signed their coach for another contract too. By the way, nice job, Brent. (laughs) Do that. There's more to it. I'm not. I'm not mad about it. Before the pandemic, I think it was what it would be two postseasons back. The NBA would get into a situation where it was like on a night and then off a night, and they would be opposite of NHL. So they would always like not necessarily compete with each other. Yeah, yeah. And obviously with that and the shortened season and everything now, it seems like they're lining up a little bit more. But it might it might start going towards that again once we get into later rounds and less teams and less games going on. I kind of liked it. You know, like Ty, Ty, he's a little bit of a front runner, if I'm being honest, on the Tampa stuff. Yeah. The Lightning. Yeah. Not the Rays. I mean, <laughs> nobody's a front runner with the Rays. If you like the Rays, that's like... I mean, you should get something from Major League Baseball for that, but uh, <laughs> you should get a season ticket <laughs> for free. <laughs> they could use it. They can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the but he likes the Lightning. I think in part because they've been good, and yeah. so he and maybe because they're right across the state. Uh, it's, he's not a diehard. Let's just. I don't want to make this sound crazy. Yep. But he does watch. Like he was getting excited about it. Like I'm sitting there waiting for a good game. Like hey, we could get a game seven if Florida wins, mm-hmm. and he's like fist pumping because the Lightning scored a goal. Yeah. So I I found that interesting that we were kind of locked in. We got that. We had the, I think the Islanders were on. They were up five three at the Islanders time. Looking good this the year. The Hawks and the Knicks, which See? has been an exciting like steer. The Hawks and Knicks. I wouldn't flip those on if you paid me a hundred dollars most of the time. Sure. I'm actually like intrigued by it. Yeah. What is going on here? I'm not an NBA guy. I'm not an NHL guy. Doesn't mean I'll never watch it. It's called entertainment, like, bro. I'm entertained. It's called entertainment, man, because it's, it's a little more fast-paced in the game of baseball. Every once in a while, you want to be a little more entertained, and you know, you want to be excited as opposed to watching, you know, college, and college baseball is great if you're into that type of thing. Uh, watch college baseball on the SEC network. Yeah, college baseball is good. I mean, I can yeah. watch baseball all day. Softball, we've been watching. I mean, Steph and I. You want know, so, something weird? The other night. What day is it? Sunday night. Yep. Thank goodness for a little West Coast softball. Okay. At 12.30 at night, I'm watching Oof. Washington Pack 12 after dark. and Michigan in the NCAA Regional. Okay. Aggressive. At 12.30 at night? Yeah. Aggressive. Jeez. That's aggressive. I, Very aggressive, Cruz. Thank you. I'm, like, slowly becoming – people have said this before, like, if you like softball. I'm slowly, like – like I go like going like I might go watch a softball game even if Kaylee's not playing. Yeah. Like I might actually go if U and F and J U were playing over here I might actually peek over to that yep. and then come back to the baseball. Wow. Like that's All where right. I'm headed. Yeah. Softball is entertaining to watch. Yeah. A lot of chance going on in the dugouts and everything, right? It's fun. All right. It's it's fun. Right. No, there's a good amount right. of chance. Like. Oh, they, 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 uh, hey, we do. Hey, I know there's a good amount. We do the cult test. It's a it's it's a cult. It's a cult. <laughs> you, you've been over this. You you cult. Anyways, though, yeah, I get what you're saying, man. Like, yeah, the, the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it is must see TV. But like, I find myself watching, and I have been watching a lot of it. But like, my worst fears are coming true because the three. I don't despise really any teams besides three teams in the NHL. And those three teams right now are all probably going to advance and go very deep because they're three quality teams. And that's St. what Louis? I don't like. No, I love St. Louis, man. Oh. But St. Louis got bounced out. They got bounced out by the Avalanche. I can't say. Oh, the you Avalanche. hate the Avalanche, yeah. For obvious reasons. You grew up where it was Red Wings and Avalanche. Of man. course, yeah. man. 
I don't like the Predators because I and I've been over this before. I feel like the Predators are just the, the cool thing in Nashville, and nobody can explain to me what what, a, what an icing or a power play is. But they love to you know chug beers from catfish yeah. with Taylor Luan. They are the so, next best thing, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just it's kind of like you know, it's more like it's like UFC in Jacksonville where you just want to be a part of it. That's how I feel the Nashville Predators are. So I'm not a big fan of them. And then I'm not a big fan of the Lightning either, even though we're in Florida, but I'm not a big fan of the Lightning just yeah. because of personal reasons, once again, with Steve Eiserman uh, being the GM over there for a long time. Ah. Uh, so. Why are you – are you a front-running Red Wings fan? Or – because I feel like you, from Wisconsin, was I, you should like somebody else. No, so – I don't you, know who. Yeah. Well, obviously not in a Wisconsin team. No, the reason why I was a Red Wings fan was because when I was growing up and I was playing hockey, Red Wing, like the Red Wings were like the closest team besides Chicago. But for whatever reason, the Red Wings were always on our TV in Wisconsin. Okay. So like it was a team that I grew up watching. So like that's why I was such a big fan of them because they're the only team that was on TV on Saturday. Yeah, and they were good. Oh, they were good too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, should should Chicago? If I went to Wisconsin, yes. More people like Chicago or Detroit? Oh, uh, probably Minnesota now. Oh, Minnesota. Minnesota now. Yeah, I would say Minnesota. Nobody likes Chicago. Um, the, you know, it's always the Bears-Packers kind of thing. Yeah, same yeah, thing, yeah. So same thing really. for the Blackhawks. Um, I think the Wings are okay, but I'd probably say Minnesota. Ooh, that's a. Is that a home run? Nope. I think what. It, I think the competition might have just got hit. <laughs> that's a chuckle on your part. Now I think. Well, uh, well no, I mean. I, I think. The left fielder for the Ospreys just went kind of crashing into the fence yeah, to but chase the, the foul ball. But the ball might have hit the competition. Might have. Okay. We hope they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Throw some popcorn at it. Mm-hmm. Not baseballs. Could affect the ratings, though. Oh, yeah. Um, but, no, so the reason... Why uh, doesn't Wisconsin have a high... Uh, Wisconsin's hockey. It feels like it should it have is. a hockey team. I know. Why I don't know. you have the, a hockey the, team? The, the, they have a semi-pro team. I'm not sure. They had the Milwaukee Admirals. That they were do. They actually, Milwaukee AHL. Oh, you know, you know what, the Admirals? I see you, man. I actually, uh, I got to play during an Admirals halftime show. Uh, like a halftime, like intermission. Not halftime, obviously, but intermission. We got to skate. Uh, our hockey club did. So we got to play like a, like a scrimmage for that game, which was, you know, probably one of the greatest moments of my life. Um, I'm not sure why they don't have an NHL team in Wisconsin, but it is funny, though, because I think I've told this story once before, but when I played for the Bears, and it was around the playoff time for the Blackhawks when they're really good, you know, we had the option to get, like, tickets like the, like the front row. Because, you know, if you play for the Bears, like, they, they want to see you supporting, you know, the teams, right? So you got three tickets. And they asked me, Austin, you want to go? And I said, absolutely not. I, I will never go to a Blackhawks game because I've never been to a Red Wings game. And my first game will not be a Chicago Blackhawks game. So I refused to go, even though, like, you know, they ended up winning the, I think the Stanley Cup that year and everything as well. How about that? I like that. Stay firm, man. That's, uh, Hold that's, strong. Hey, that, that's what we call pride right there, Brent. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, we're going to take a break. One more uh, segment to go. Uh, we're not going to get to the end of this one. Can we call a baseball game? Then? Maybe we call a little play-by-play. Yes. Well, you're public player. I'm going to call you're the color guy. I'm going to call him the color commentary. You, you ready was, for this? What was the call? Uh, forget my buddy, Tony Howellhead, at St. John's Country Day game. And I said, I'm going to use that if we ever do it. And now I forget it. Uh, I forget it. I'll have to hopefully think of it when we come back so we can utilize it. I hope, I hope you got it. UNF Kennesaw State 5-4. Ospreys in the lead. A-Sun Baseball Championships. JU already a winner over Liberty today. UNF hangs on. They'll play JU tomorrow at 3 in the winner's bracket. Double elimination tournament. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Rolls on right after this. Well, Kennesaw State is threatening. Here we go in the top of the eighth inning. 
down 5-4. Now runners on second and third. There was an error by UNF. We might try our hat here at play-by-play. <laughs> Austin Lane doing a little color. Oh, yeah. You know, guy grew up in uh, Wisconsin, so get ready for a little Bob Euchre. You better believe it, man. I mean, that's that's my hero. You know, that's my role model, yep. Brent, if we're and, being honest. And Kuz, get ready for the drop button because that's dangerous. It is. And, and truth be told, I've told this story before. I was actually one of the announcers for our high school baseball team for two years. Uh, and then I got relieved of those duties over some foul language. Oh. Yeah. Kuz, that's a heads up and a warning. Yep. At this very time. The mic was on. At this time, to avoid more play-by-play than we need and more potential FCC violation from Austin Lane. Yeah, Let's bring in uh, the Jasper University baseball coach right now for a couple minutes, Chris Hayes, fresh off a uh, big win, already back on campus. Coach, that was a nice win over Liberty today, two to one in the earlier game. I uh, appreciate it, Brent. I mean, we uh, the fellas played well today. They've been they've kind of caught fire here lately and um, carrying some really really good energy in the dugout, and it's it's just kind of. You know, the guys are just playing well, man. We're we're getting some good outings on the mound, and they're coming up with with big at bats and big spots. So, um, wasn't a wasn't a comfortable game by any means. You know, we, we we put some pressure on them early and didn't do a whole lot offensively for the rest of the game. But uh, Tyler Santana really did a great job for us today. Yeah, he pitched a gem. Uh, momentum is a beautiful thing. I know you guys uh, win loss wise had some struggles. Uh, you know, you got a little younger this year. You, you had injuries and COVID stuff and everything. But it, did you see this coming at all? Uh, where you played pretty good down the stretch. What you guys did last week against Florida Gulf Coast and kind of continuing that stretch uh, here this morning. See it coming? I don't know. You knew you had the. We have the ability. You know, this is in there. Um, you know, we've had. You know, we beat. You know, we beat some pretty good teams on our schedule this year. Yeah. And we went over to Gainesville and won. We went in, we went to Tallahassee and won. Um, we've played really good baseball in, in pockets this year. Um, the one thing you can really kind of you know, see is we've gotten healthy. And guys have, have started, to, as they've gotten healthy, they've started to really perform at a higher level. Um, we've got some consistency with the lineup. We've got some consistency out of the pitching staff. And, and, you know, and they just believe in each other. They do. And uh, the guys, the older guys, have, have really helped the young guys come along and understand that, yeah, we can play at a high level and we can we can play really quality, high-quality baseball. Chris Hayes with us, JU baseball coach, fresh off a win this morning over top seed uh, Liberty. Double elimination tournament, so still a lot of work to be done. You know, you play that 11 o'clock in the morning game, you're playing back-to-back day, all these different things. Are these kids more adjusted to all of that stuff? based on travel ball than ever before. It's not like they've never played a double elimination tournament, never played a morning game in the sport of baseball before recently. But I'm watching the SEC tournament playing at like 9.30 in the morning and then still playing at midnight. It just feels like today's day and age of travel ball and stuff says, you know what, we'll play anytime, anywhere, and the kids are almost adjusted to it. Well, I can tell you this. This time of year for us, I mean, this is what we play for. This is what we talk about when we get on campus and, playing our best baseball in May and in June. And, um, you know, these guys, you can tell them to play at midnight. You can tell them to play at 5 in the morning, you know, whether it's 11, whether it's 100 degrees or 20 degrees outside. They don't care this time of year. Um, they're, ready to, they're ready to get after it. And it's because this is what they're here for. One last one for you. I, I'm not going to ask you the reporter question that 
We all don't like asked um, when you're waiting on another team that you don't know who you're going to play. Who would you rather play tomorrow, Coach, UNF or Kennesaw State? <laughs> I, so I won't ask you that. But I will tell you this. I'll give you an update. Uh, UNF just got out of a jam, so they're up 5-4 going to the bottom of the eighth, so three outs away from playing the Ospreys. For, you're, you're a local guy, local baseball-wise. J-U-U-N-F tomorrow, winner's bracket game in the A-Sun. That wouldn't be too bad for local baseball fans, huh? Oh, no, it's great for the city of Jacksonville. I, I'm so happy for Coach Parrington and his staff and, and his group to, to be playing as well as they have um, this year. And I mean, it's just, it'll, be, it'll be a fun environment no matter who it is, whether, whether it's, it's UNF or Kennesaw. You know, I know we're going to show up. We're going to be ready to go, and, and hopefully we're going to give them a good fight. Hey, we'll be over here tomorrow most likely. Can't wait to see you as well. Good luck the rest of the weekend, man. Appreciate jumping on. Appreciate you, fellas. Thanks. All right, it's Chris Hayes, JU baseball coach. Uh, really cool to see them playing well. They really had a, a tough season, uh, but did get a couple of big wins and now getting huge wins this time of year where it really counts, uh, you know, trying to get uh, into – uh, get to that A-Sun championship game and, and then see what happens uh, from there. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, we're in the middle innings. That was a big out right there. I would have liked out. to actually hear been, hey, your it reaction. Would, it would have been fun to call that, huh? <laughs> yes. But it's all good, though. It's all good, though. Well, we got a lefty call on the hill else. here uh, uh, for Kennesaw State. Did, did, this guy, did you talk to this guy, too? Because you've been talking didn't, to some of these. I, I didn't talk to this guy, uh, but I saw him warming up. Looks like he's got the heater going today. Uh, seems pretty confident. Pitches with a lot of aggressiveness, I saw. I noticed that. He was really focused as opposed to the other gentleman who wanted to talk my ear off. So uh, maybe expect a quick inning here for Kensal State. Obviously with UNF up by one right now. Brent, you want to get some State Farm Insurance runs right now. Shout out to State Farm Insurance, sponsor of ESPN. Not really, but, you know, that's what Bob Buecher says all the time. So I'm trying to be like him right now. Anthony Rodriguez on the mound for yes. Kennesaw State, left-hander, by the way. And uh, trailing by one is Kennesaw State against UNF as we go to the bottom of the eighth. So the Ospreys just three outs away from matching up with JU in the winner's bracket portion tomorrow afternoon of the A-Sun Championships. Coos doesn't want to hear any more of this. Try to play Kuz, us out. Coos, we we oh, turn, turn the music off. High. A little up high. A little sweet chin music right there for number seven. Is number seven there, Brent? Uh, it's up on the board. Ricky Presno. Ricky Presno batting 214. Why wants that batting average get up a little bit right now? Here's a good chance for him to do that. <laughs> you are full analysis. You're a coach beat. Might <laughs> get his average bad. up a little bit. My bad. That's not what Bob Euchre does. Sorry. I just got to lay back and chill a little more. Uh, it's a 1-1 count, by the way, Yeah. Uh, here in the bottom of the eighth. Nobody on, nobody out. Presno at the plate. Rodriguez in the windup. Delivers. Looks like Ooh. a changeup. Seven Laid on our change, and that's a strike. Gets ahead in the count, one two. How are we doing take, here, folks? Take the take the should trigger we, off and pull it. Coos, huh? are we doing so well? We should just stay on. Take that safety off and pull that trigger. I mean, oh, and there's the two. two. Oh, I, if, if you bit. didn't tell me, I would just have a bit you outside. Listen to a jumbo shrimp play by play call. Jumbo shrimp are coming up tonight on ESPN six nine. So we're just leading right into baseball against the Durham Bulls. Shrimp have lost a couple games, so they'll look to get this one tonight on a thirsty Thursday. Oh, that ball's tattooed, Brent. That ball is tattooed. Ricky Presno's got to do some yard work, he said. <laughs> Ricky Presno said, hey, Austin, I'm hearing you 214. Let's increase that batting average just a little bit more. Ricky Presno doing yard work. I can't do better than that. Third That's a John the Deere year, home run yard work of the game right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Shout out to John Deere tractors. Six to four. The Ospreys now lead. That's going to do it for us. Uh, hope you have a good night, everybody. Maybe back here at the ballpark for more play-by-play tomorrow. I mean, if you want to win. If you want to win. <laughs> have a good night. <laughs>